Chapter 9 of Flop Ear the Funny Rabbit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Claire. Flop Ear the Funny Rabbit by Richard Barnum. Chapter 9 Flop Ear Meets Dido. Well, now we're nice and comfortable, let's talk, said Slicko the jumping squirrel, as she found a soft place on a bed of moss. Flopiev picked himself out a nice place also. "'How did you happen to get lost?' asked Slicko, and Flopiev told all about it, just as I have told you so far in his book. "'And I have just run away from the nice boy who was teaching me tricks,' finished Flopiev. "'So you were caught by a boy, too, were you?' asked Slicko. "'That same thing happened to me.' "'It did!' cried Flopiev in surprise. Yes, some time ago, that was, a boy came to these woods to get some nuts, and he caught me. What did he do with you? Flopier asked. He took me home and put me in a wire cage that had a wheel which went around very fast. I had some good times in it, and I grew to like the boy very much. One night a bad man came into the house to take money, but I heard him and made such a noise that he ran out, and for that the boy's father made him let me go so I could come back to my woods. My, that was a great adventure, cried Flopier. Sort of, yes, said Slicko. And if you would like to read more about the things that happened to the squirrel, you may do so in the book called Slicko, the Jumping Squirrel, Her Many Adventures. I suppose you met many new animals on your travels, said Flopier. Yes, indeed, answered Slicko. I met Squinty the Comical Pig, and— You did? cried Flopier. Why, I know Squinty. His pen is near the burrow where I used to live. If you could only show me where Squinty is, I could find my way back to my home. I wish I could do that for you, said Slicko, but I have forgotten where Squinty's pen is. Still, I might try. Please do, begged Flopier. So the squirrel and the rabbit went off in the woods together, looking for Squinty's pen. But it was farther away than Slicko thought and after searching for some time, Slicko said, "'I don't believe I can find it, Flopier. I am sorry.' "'Well, never mind,' returned the rabbit. "'You had better not come too far away from your nest, or you'll be lost also. I must do the best I can by myself.' "'I'd ask you to stay with me,' went on Slicko, "'only I know you can't climb a tree to get up to my nest.' "'No, I can't climb trees,' the rabbit said, "'but I can jump through a hoop.' and stand up on my hind legs and hold a bit of carrot on my nose. The boy taught me how to do that. I can also pull a little wagon by a collar around my neck. But I have no carrot now to put on my nose, and there is no wagon here to draw, and no hoop to jump through. Still, I can jump without one, I suppose. Let me see how well you jump, said Slicko. So Flop Ear gave a big jump and asked, Can you jump as far as that, Slicko? Not quite as far. I can best do my jumping up in a tree this way. And scrambling up among the branches, the squirrel leaped from one tree limb to another, landing as lightly as a feather. That's fine jumping, Slicko, called Flopier from down on the ground. I can't do that. I'd be afraid up so high. Oh, there is no danger, the squirrel said. Then the two friends talked some more, and just before Slicko went back to her nest and Flopier travelled on again, the rabbit said, I hope I shall find my folks and my home soon, for I am getting quite lonesome. 
I was glad to see you, Slicko. And I was glad to see you, chattered the squirrel. Good-bye. Good-bye, called Flop-Ear. My, he certainly is a funny rabbit, thought Slicko to herself, as she watched him going along through the woods, with one ear up and the other ear down. He makes me laugh and feel jolly just to look at him. I hope he finds his home. On and on through the woods went Flop-Ear. Now and then he would stop and thump on the ground with his feet, hoping some of his folks might be near and hear him. But no answering thumps came, and Flop-Ear felt sad and lonely. That night he found a hollow tree with some dried leaves piled up in it, and there he slept. It was not cold out, and as Flop-Ear found some sweet roots to eat, and a nice spring of water out of which to get a drink, he was not so badly off. The wood in which Flop-Ear slept that night was near a road which was between two large cities. In the middle of the night the rabbit was awakened by hearing a rumbling sound. "'That must be thunder,' he said to himself. "'It isn't a hunter's gun, for they don't shoot at night. I wonder if a storm is coming up. Well, if it is, I'll be safe in my hollow tree. I guess I'll take a look outside, though.' The rumbling noise grew louder, but as Flop-Ear looked out he could see no lightning. The moon was shining brightly, too, so the rabbit knew it could not be a storm. Then, as he looked towards the road, he saw some big wagons being hauled along by many horses, and from the wagons came the smell of wild animals. "'Why, why!' exclaimed Flop-Ear, wide awake now. "'This must be a circus, a circus such as Blackie the Cat told me about. She said it went from one city to another by night. I guess I'll go out and look at it. Nobody will mind me, and I may see Tum-Tum, the jolly elephant Blackie told of. I have never seen an elephant. Out of his hollow tree hopped Flop-Ear. The rumbling noise was very loud now, for many of the big circus wagons were passing along the road. Then some of them stopped, for the horses were tired. Flop-Ear hopped up close to one wagon in which he could see a lot of straw. Suddenly a big black animal rose up from the straw and looked out through the bars of the cage. The white rabbit sitting beside the road was plainly to be seen in the moonlight. "'Hello, who are you?' asked the black animal in the circus wagon cage. It was standing still now. "'I am Flop-Ear the funny rabbit,' was the answer. "'At least I suppose I must be funny, because everyone says I am.' "'You are,' said the other animal. "'It makes me want to laugh when I look at you.' "'Go on, laugh all you like,' urged Flop-Ear politely. "'But what is your name? Are you Tum-Tum the jolly elephant?' "'No, indeed. He is much larger than I. But how did you hear about Tum-Tum?' "'From Blackie, a lost cat whom I met in the woods.' "'What? Do you know Blackie?' cried the other animal in surprise. "'And has she found her home yet?' "'She had not the time I saw her,' answered Flop-Ear. "'But how is it you know Blackie?' "'Why,' was the answer, "'I am Dido the dancing bear, and it was in my cage that Blackie hid in the straw when the bad boys were going to tie a tin can to her tail. "'Oh, yes, she told me about that,' returned Flop-Ear. "'So you are Dido, eh? Blackie said you were very good to her. Would you mind dancing for me?' "'Not at all,' said Dido, "'though really I have not much room in my cage. I do most of my dancing out in the circus ring. But while the wagons are waiting for the horses to rest, I can dance a little for you.' And Dido did. He had learned to dance when he was first caught in the woods, in the faraway country where he lived. "'How do you like that?' he asked the rabbit, as he sat down on the straw in his cage. "'Very nicely done, indeed,' answered Flop-Ear. "'I am very glad I met you. 
I have met many new friends since I began my adventures. So you have had adventures too, have you? asked Dido. Tell me about them. And Floppier did so. Ha! What is all this talk about? asked a growling voice in the next cage. You have awakened me. What is it all about? Why, a friend of mine, a white rabbit, is out in the road, and I am talking to him, answered Dido. At least I call him a friend of mine, though I have never met him before. But he knows Blackie, a cat whom I know, and as long as he is a friend of Blackie's, he is a friend of mine. Ha! Huh, a white rabbit out in the road, eh? went on the growling voice, and Flopier saw some glaring eyes looking out at him from the wagon cage next to that of Dido, the dancing bear. I used to eat white rabbits in my country in the jungle, growled the voice. I would eat you too if I could get at you, and a big paw with sharp claws on it was thrust out of the cage. Don't mind him, said Dido to Flopier, who was getting ready to hop away. That's Stripe the tiger. He's rather cross tonight, but really he wouldn't hurt anyone. Yes, I would, growled Stripe. Oh, no, you wouldn't. You know you wouldn't, laughed Dido, the dancing bear. Go on, Floppier, tell me more about yourself. So Floppier did, and the bear said he hoped the rabbit would soon find his home. I hope so myself, sighed Floppier. I am getting quite lonesome without my folks. From down the road came the sound of a horn. Ha! Huh. That means the circus wagons are going to start once more, said Dido. Good-bye, Floppier. I am glad I met you. Give my love to Blackie the cat if you meet her again. I will, promised the rabbit. Do you think, Dido, he asked, that I could have a look at Tum-Tum, the jolly elephant? I should like to tell my brother and sister, if I ever find them again, that I had seen a real live circus elephant. See Tum-Tum? Why, certainly, said Dido. The elephants are farther up ahead. If you run along there, you'll see them. Tum-Tum is the first elephant, and the largest. Tell him I sent you. I will, said Flopier. He hopped forward just as the wagons were beginning to move. Then Flopier saw some of the largest animals he had ever seen in his life. There were a number of them, and they were as big as the wagons in which the other animals were carried. These must be the elephants, thought Flopier. He was so surprised at their bigness that he stood still in the road. Then, all of a sudden, a voice cried right in his ear, "'Look out there, little white animal!' And all at once, the next thing Flopier knew, he was being lifted high in the air. End of chapter 9 Recording by Claire